0: Going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR.
1: Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Angela Cocott. It's kind of the calm before the storm. I am live on location at the Archie Boyce Theater because in a couple of hours, things are going to be rocking here. This is the... Canvas Auction, the very important Calgary Stampede, Chuck Wagon, Canvas Auction. The opportunity for all the drivers to come on stage and have companies bid on them. Ultimately, that's what it is. They bid on them and they say we want to sponsor this particular rig and we're willing to make sure this person gets the highest dollars. So it's an exciting time for the drivers. A little anxious as well because I'm sure they're tired of hearing people say this is an economic indicator of how our city is doing and how our province is doing in a lot of ways as well. I want to bring on someone who's very familiar with the drill. Kurt Benzmiller joins me. Now, uh, originally, we were hoping to get him live here at the Archie Boys at 3.30, but we had to rejig things because we've also got the budget coming down. So we have managed to reach Kurt on the phone. How are you, Kurt?
0: I'm well, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. So you're going to be making your way down here in an hour or so?
0: Yeah, in the next 45 minutes, we'll be on our way down or or there at the boys' feeder.
1: First of all, I thought you might have been out in some big trailer because you are such a star here, winning the Derby last year, 2017. But now I understand that, no, you're going to be making your way here. Tell me how important this is for you, along with all the other drivers. Uh,
0: This is how we budget our whole uh, summer. Um, I've been budgeting are using the budget that we made from last year's sale and, and last year's season. So, I mean, uh, we'll do the same. This this budget will set to set us up for the next uh, year until, a uh, calendar year, until basically in March of next year.
1: The timing is incredible because it almost sounds like you're Joe CCR finance minister talking about the budget, because ultimately you're hoping you get it right. And you're hoping you're able to bring in revenue without actually going to Alberta taxpayers. So tell me though, the connection you have then with companies trying to raise enough money to be able to meet that budget.
0: Um, well, most of them, most of the connections guys have developed over the past few years. Um, I have returning sponsors that are coming back to bid. I have some new guys coming into bid. So it's uh, it's we haven't just started. You know, in the last couple of weeks, this has been in the works for well, sometimes months or, or years to uh, get people to come to the table and, and sponsor here at the Stampede.
1: Kurt, your your career has been in the works for years as well because you come from such a well-known chuck wagon family uh, with a buddy your dad, um, your grandfather. Do you remember, what was your first memory of chuck wagons?
0: (laughs) I don't know. There's there's a few. Uh, One of the ones from Calgary was just about all of us, uh, all the sons of a bunch of the drivers used to sleep in one of the tack rooms in the barn. (laughs) And so then when we could hear... uh, guys like joe carberry and uh, announced the uh, races and stuff like that that uh, that always resonated in, in uh well in my mind especially because that was where you wanted to be was on stage and now it's less mcintyre announcing but as a kid that's uh that's what's always pushed me
1: and so your summers were always spent following the chuck wagon drivers doing the whole race circuit with your dad
0: yes absolutely
1: yep You've got two other brothers, Dave and Chance. Now, do you have other brothers or siblings that are also part of the Chuck wagon community?
0: Uh, yeah, my sister, uh, she dates uh, Vernon Nolan, um, so she she travels, and she's no stranger to it. She's been a part of the wagon. She used to be the official timer for the association, and now she dates Vernon Nolan, so that's, uh, she travels with him and his family. And we're all still uh, pretty close, and not too many families can say that they all, all the siblings travel together all summer long.
1: And and that summer begins. What is the first race? Grand Prairie at the end of May. Yeah, yeah. And and then after that, it's just pretty much every weekend right through the summer.
0: Yeah, we I think we have one weekend off after Calgary, but we basically go every weekend. Uh, some shows are three days, four days, I guess. And we have one at the Panoke Stampede, six. Calgary's the obvious biggest one with uh, the ten day stop.
1: So you traveled all those years with your dad and your family, so does that mean your wife and your three daughters, they're with you at every race as well?
0: Uh, yeah, so far it's been able to work. My wife's a, a school teacher, um, so she helps the kids with their schoolwork. but they're getting to the age, I mean they're only eight now, so the, I'd hate to be uh, the one that tells them that they can't come in a couple of years of school. <laughs> she comes where they can't leave.
1: You've got three daughters, as I mentioned, and I know the sport of chuck wagon is very physical when you watch the drivers controlling those horses uh, around the track. Do you ever see a future where women will be able to be part of it in, in the driving capacity?
0: Um, I think so. It's... Uh... There's there's a lot to it. I mean my sister Lisa, she uh, she drove a bit at home and stuff like that, never got to the races and I think there's a, a woman that drives up north. I'm not sure if she competes at all the shows but um so there's the odd one that's been involved in it. It's it's a lot of work and a lot of stress and that was more my sister's thing, was just the mm. stressfulness of it and so she liked helping and driving and training and getting everything ready and then staying off the racetrack and I mean everybody's got there's a few daughters now and the uh, wagon drivers. <laughs> Farms and so i mean for my daughters to do it i guess it would be okay I'd, i hope they get like a real job like a doctor or a vet or, a lawyer or something.
1: <laughs> that's the advice your dad should have given you uh, all right you talk about you talk about stress kurt and suddenly they've just turned on the speakers a little louder here so i hope you can still hear me over the noise but you talk about stress tell me what you're facing going into the rangeland derby this year having been the champ last year um, well,
0: stress on the wagon track really hasn't gotten to me too bad. Um, I put more stress on me or, or uh, more onus on myself than I imagine some of the drivers. So it doesn't matter who my sponsor is or what, uh, what my dad would say or my siblings or anything like that. I put the stress on myself. So as long as I can beat my own head, I, I'm, I'm usually not too bad.
1: You mean, you say beat your own head because that's the challenge you have with what's going on mentally for you
0: yeah absolutely there's uh, there's a lot of factors that go into winning the stampede especially and and 10 days is a lot to stay consistent that's the happy healthy horses um rain can play an effect outriders can have a problem so there's there's a lot that plays to be able to do it so um it seems like i've been okay and and haven't self-exploded yet so it's been good
1: I'm glad you mentioned your horses because an audience sees four, well as well as the the outriders. But how many horses do you have in your whole team? Well, there's
0: 44 head of thoroughbreds at my house right now. Um, 44.
1: Wait, okay, 44 head. Now, how many? Okay, how many would be part of your team that you'd actually travel with?
0: I travel anywhere from 26 to 28 every year.
1: Wow. Number two. And, I, and I so, pack
0: more than most drivers. There's a few other drivers that pack around that. I think uh, Mitch Southern is one of them. Most of the guys will have anywhere from 18 to 22 on a whole, but we pack two different liners, pick trucks, and stuff like that to, to accommodate them all.
1: And... So, so with the 10 nights of racing, then, is that are you switching off teams or do you just see? I, does a horse do two races in a row or not? Is that too much on a horse?
0: No. Uh, no, nope, no, nope. everything that I've won the last few years. Uh, there would be the odd horse that in the 10 days they might, might go. I think the first year I won, the one horse went six days at the 10. And other than that, uh, five days would be about the most. Mm. Uh, we try to regulate them on their barrels as well. So I have one team that works better on the one-two and one team that works better on the three-four. Mm. Um, so you, uh, you just kind of go like that. So I guess realistically they could go six days, um, it just doesn't happen a lot
1: tell me about your horse 10th power will 10th power be part of your racing this season
0: yeah uh, i mean i sure hope so he's uh, he's happy and healthy in the field right now i mean he's fat but that's a good time of the year for them to be overweight so we'll uh start training here as soon as we push off the rest of snow in the field like to start by April 1st, but uh, Power will be one. That'll be in the lineup for sure.
1: And you know, the only reason I mentioned 10th Power was because I was reading last year. Did uh, was 10th Power recognized as a top horse, or what kind of a, a title did 10th Hor- uh, 10th Power get?
0: Yeah, they, they actually started an equine outfit of escort musical, so uh, it's a big deal for us. It's a it's a way for us to give the true stars of the of the sport recognition. and and 10th Power, has won it last year as being the number one right wheeler. Uh, they get points every night according to how fast they finish, so it was good. I've had a few horses win it. One horse ace was my dad's. And last year was his last race in Calgary. It was mm. on night nine, and now he's 21 years old, so you know, he's just retired out in the field. But he's won the award as well.
1: 10th uh, Power, is that a math equation? Where'd the name come from? Come from.
0: <laughs> That's just what his name was when I bought him. Oh. <laughs> And I didn't like calling more... them 10th and I didn't like calling them Power, so it just kind of stuck <laughs> that way.
1: <laughs> but how do you determine when 10th Power has raced his last race? Uh, he'll determine it himself. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's uh, so. I've got horses at home. Like I said, Dad's horse ace is 21 coming this spring. and There's other horses that I've won the Stampede with in 14 and 15 and in 2016, I didn't bring them back and they were 17 years old, so they're getting up there in age now, but it just depends on how they are, so now they're just retired, and sevens is the horse I'm talking about, and he once he retired last year was the first year he never brought him, brought him in to train, and he he ran the fence and on the other side because he couldn't get in with the rest of them, because every time I turned on the truck to start training four horses, he he thought it was his turn to get on there, so it's sad,
1: Wow. Well, he said, wait wait a minute, what about me? I'm still in here somehow, I guess. And yeah. I want to talk about also your outriders, because that's an important part of your team. Do you ha- Have you had the same outriders for many years, or do you even switch off outriders? I'm, I'm curious about how you choose your outriders.
0: Well, I was pretty lucky. I had the same two outriders, especially the last five or six years. And then this year I swapped out one for, uh, for Wayne Wright. Uh, he retired, so then I got Rory Jarvis in, and he's one of the best. Uh, in the association and then uh, now I'm looking for one just because Sean Castro recently retired as well so I'm I'm in the market if you're uh, ready to try out
1: <laughs> okay I'm not but maybe one of our listeners is saying hey I heard Kurt's looking for an outrider the, the role the outrider plays though because I think a lot of people say well wait they just throw in the barrel and they hop on their horses but what is the role of the outrider why is that such an important component of your team
0: uh, well, I mean, besides penalties that they can get, because they're the late or anything like that, we have a distance they have to be within our wagon, so if they yeah. touch the barrel or something like that, they obviously can hurt the team. But the lead man is probably the most important, just because they steady the horses and make sure you're pointing the right direction before the horn, because the horns aren't always timely, just because guys aren't set properly or just take a little longer to get in. So they're very important, the lead man, to uh, the start of our race.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sure hoping for great things for you again this year. Is it going to be different without the King being there, without Kelly Sutherland?
0: Um, I, I don't know. I think uh, Kelly Kelly's competitors kind of dropped off the last few years. Um, the first year I made the dash, um, like before I won it and he won it, that was his last big, big year. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed talking to Kelly. Anytime you talk to a guy like that that's had uh, the record that he has, it's, it's good for the sport to have him there. So I'm hoping he's still around in some capacity for sure.
1: Well, it'll be great to watch you at the Stampede this year, but more importantly in an hour and so when you take the stage and see what kind of a, a bid you get in the auction. I really appreciate your time, Kirk. Good luck.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: You bet. Kurt Benz Miller, he is the winner of three Calgary Stampede Rangeland Derby Championships in just the four, year, four years. So he is hot. It will be interesting to see what kind of a bid he gains here at the auction, the Canvas auction.